feeding the microbiome right, feeding the bacteria right, having the right balance of it will keep you in balance. This is the Begin Within podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit My guest today is Dr. Anita Wong. She's a board-certified medical doctor of 30 years, and she has helped thousands of people look and feel better naturally without harsh prescriptions, or complicated surgeries. She has a functional medicine approach, which allows her patients to find optimal health and vitality through comprehensive health profiling and rebalancing. She's treated the sickest patients at UCLA Medical, in COVID field hospitals, and as a team lead in China during the 2003 SARS outbreak with Doctors Without Borders. And today she specializes in coaching patients toward natural preventive health. I'm happy to have her on the podcast today with me. Before we get started, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please share it with somebody that you believe will really benefit from it, someone who you really care about, who you know is interested in improving their health and wellness. It would mean so much to me if you would do that. And if you could also rate, review, and follow the show yourself. Thanks so much. Now, as you listen to the interview that I have here with Dr. Wong, I'd love for you to pay attention in particular to a handful of concepts here. Number one, right away, she's going to be talking about this concept that she has of uh, the fact that within our bodies, uh, in many ways, we are the parasite. And she'll explain what she means by that. But you might find it to be uh, more than entertaining. You might find it to be motivating as you make good choices to take care of all the other cells that are in your body outside of just your human cells. Uh, She talks about an inside-out approach to health. I'd love for you to listen to that. Um, Listen for her four pillars of health There's a surprise in there, um, and I'll talk about that after the interview. And then finally, the importance of logging or tracking and monitoring how the things that you're eating affect the way that you are feeling. I know you're going to love this interview. Here it is, my interview with Dr. Anita Wong. People have gotten the idea that the there's a, you know, microbiome is, a, is a, you know, very important in our body. I don't know if people actually realize there's only one human cell to 10 other cells, which is, uh, we're really the parasite, right? Because you have uh, fungi, you have protozoa, you have bacteria, you have viruses, and our powerhouse 
in our body, which is the mitochondrion. And that's where we get all of our energy. Um, that's how our, um, you know, food sources, anything in nutrition that we take, it breaks it down, it goes through enzymatic pathways and it feeds, feeds all the other organisms in our body. So if we don't give the right foods to the microbiome in the gut, um, those 10 cells can flourish and maybe the one, the candida flourishes, and then you just feel like crap, right? Mm -hmm. So um, so that's pretty much, so that's uh, in the gut. And um, if you think about it, it starts in the, in the mouth all the way down yeah. and it, it coats us. And, you know, we have different flora microbiomes we have on the skin, you know, different ones um, for the, for the gut just so, but um, so the, you know, the big thing is really keeping that healthy. Okay. Yeah. What, so like I mentioned earlier, like a lot of our, our listeners, our audience are trying to get, improve their health through exercise. Usually weight loss is, is their, their focus. Um, why is giving attention to what's happening in the gut so important for, for weight loss? Well, it might be interesting, you know, cause we have all of these designer, everything designer dogs, designer, whatever, right? Uh, pretty soon we're going to have designer microbiome. Right? Okay. Because uh, there is, um, you know, they have done studies where they take the fat mouse and then they kind of take transfer their microbiome into the skinny mouse. And guess what? The skinny mouse becomes fat and the fat mouse becomes skinny. And okay. guess what's the difference is their microbiome. So they have isolated um, like um, bifidobacterium, um, analyst, which is, I like Bill say, I think B420, right? And that one is um, the bacteria that keeps you lean. So more obese people, if they don't feed their microbiome right, they're eating a lot of processed foods, a lot of, um, um, you know, simple carbs, and they're not eating a lot of fiber, that bacteria doesn't really grow. And um, it becomes, um, you know, you tend to gain weight. So feeding the microbiome right, feeding the bacteria right, having the right balance of it will keep you in balance in the way you want to look. But um, yeah, simple. You, you, know, you got to eat the right things and got to feed all those 10 other cells there correctly because we're the parasites. They're growing well, but if you make them unbalanced, you're going to be the way you don't want to be, maybe. Right. right. So it, so that study that you reference, and I'm sure there are others, really helps us to see that the, you know, what's going on inside the gut specifically um, gets, you know, the outside, I guess, represents what's going on on the inside is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always say, I always say um, sunscreen is from the inside out. So if you're worried about, you know, how your skin's going to look, if it's going to wrinkle, if you're going to get those marked, um, you know, age spots. Really, if you do the right nutrition, you're going to repair and it's going to restore and, you know, you're going to actually keep the skin better and it's more resistant to all of the oxidative stress that's occurring. Interesting. But, yeah, so, yeah, cool. Was, what, so we talked about some of the foods that don't feed the good bacteria. What are the kind of what's the other end of the spectrum look like? What are some of the foods that are really important for us to be getting in order to take care of the, the good guys? Well, everyone needs, you know, they, everybody likes carbs, but they don't realize that complex carbs, that's vegetables. So, you know, you need to eat a lot of that and you need to have a rainbow color of, of foods, right? 
Mm. So it's just got to be, you know, your beets and your pomegranate, uh, your leafy greens, you know, um, you know, bell peppers that are different colors. So you just want to eat on your plate should look like a beautiful palette of, of paint, right? Mm -hmm. It shouldn't just be a protein, a white starch, and then that's it. And, and then a, a piece of bread, right? Okay. That is not colorful and that is unhealthy. So if you've got a plate that's just beautiful in color, you're probably eating the right amount of fatty um, 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 fibers because you need fatty acids, you need all of that. That's what converts and, and feeds those, um, those uh, bacteria. So okay. you want to eat whole foods. You don't want to eat things from a box. You want to think, eat things that are actually nutrient dense that actually have all the vitamins in there um, from a healthy soil that aren't filled with um, pesticides and the right nutrients. Um, that hopefully, I, yeah, yeah. So just real, just real foods. So, so when you go to the grocery store, there should just be two two areas, right? The produce and the, the meat section. I, I don't know about any of those other sections with boxes, right? <laughs> if it's in the aisles, just skip past it, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, okay. Two, two departments to hit at the grocery store. Nice. That's, that's great. How does um, th what we're talking about, kind of the what's going on inside our, inside our gut with the bacteria, how does that end up um, affecting, you know, not just our, like we talked about our weight or, you know, do we, are we lean? Are we someone who's obese? Um, how, what about energy and mood? Like what's the effect there? How does that, how does that play into um, our energy and our mood? Well, I don't know. My, my, my son, he's 14. He says, like, girl, oh, you would say that that's so not true. I said that, I said that, you know, the gut is the second brain. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, your gut is connected to your brain. So there's a immune gut uh, brain axis. There's a, the, the gut brain axis. And so if you feed your microbiome, you feed your gut like crap, guess what? You feel like that you feel terrible. You have anxiety, you have depression, your mood is not good. So if you actually eat better, you can actually remove gluten. If you remove that, because it's really, we can't digest it. We can't break it down. That was introduced to us in an agriculture society and we don't have enough of the enzymes. And then 50 years ago, it was hybridized and produced 14 new chromosomes and we can't digest it. So it's inflammatory. And guess what it does? It goes, if gut's on fire, brain's on fire, and you get depression, you have all that. If you just took out the gluten, you know, bipolar schizophrenia, they've done studies that's actually improved that. It's improved ADHD, it's improved autism. Remove that, eat whole foods, you're gonna feel better. You're gonna not be less depressed. You're gonna be less moody. You're gonna be more patient. You're, you're gonna be not over, as overwhelmed. So um, I say that the the gut is the second brain, you've got to treat it well, and then it's going to make you feel, feel better. And if you have less inflammation, and so if you feed it well, you're going to have less inflammation. If you have less inflammation, your energy is just going to soar. You're going to, you know, so if you have less sugar and more um, natural sugars, um, so not uh, you know sugars from fruits, uh, things like that, you're just going to have the abundance of energy because um, we use energy in two sources. One is uh, ketogenic, one is from fat sources, and one is from glucose. And so if you can use, um, so that's why some you know, ketogenic diets, sometimes they work, but if you get into that, uh, and when they do those uh, rituals and uh, religions where they fast, and then they feel that 
that energy, but it's because they're actually done burning and they're getting into the fat reduction and they actually have more energy. So hmm. eliminate the sugar, feed good food. You're going to have energy is going to soar and you're going to feel better and be just have less anxiety. So, yeah. Wow. That's inter- interesting. And as you were, as you were explaining that, I, it helped me to start thinking about how it can be like a, a almost like a downward spiral, just a negative cycle, right? If, if you eat foods that aren't doing, you know, inflammatory foods in the gut, now you don't feel so good. But the foods that a lot of times we turn to and we're not feeling good are the foods that are going to keep that cycle going, right? Oh, yeah, because you eat that stuff, it soars the glucose, you have high glycemic index, it gives you that sugar rush, that little bit of a high, which that sugar rush when you get that, that lights up the brain, the same pathways as cocaine. So of course, you're going to feel great for the moment, but then it does all this awful stuff to your body. So, and the serotonin is made in your gut. And then you like to, you know, 70% of that. So you just like that feel good sensation. It's addictive. Yeah, I get it. It's addictive. So once you know what, what's going on, you're going to have to choose a different pathway, which is really hard. So habits are hard to change. And the thing about the, you know, the brain, the, um, the neural pathways, they're set, they're there, they're carved, they don't go away. You, but there's neuroplasticity. You can create new habits, create new neural uh, pathways, but they take a long time to take hold. And then you have to be able to um, have a trigger, have the anticipation, have the reward and enjoy that and anticipate that reward. And then when you come to that crossroad, if you want to choose it, because that old habit's going to be there, that donut's going to be there for life. You love it. You're going to love it for life, but you're going to eat, feel the effects of it. And if you know that you eat that donut, you get that instant pleasure, you get that high, and later, later on, you just don't feel good, then um, maybe that didn't feel as good as when you avoided it and you felt good all the time and you didn't have, you didn't feel depressed afterwards. And then you didn't gain weight, you know, maybe whatever the reward is, but mm-hmm. you get to choose it's, and Unfortunately, it'll always be there, yeah. but you have to make the other habit more enticing and have that reward better. You know, maybe, yeah. at that, and you know, you say you have a glass of wine or something. I don't know what it is, but you have to, you have to get that reward has to be there. And you just have to know after 12 weeks, after you put in the hard work, maybe they've just put in those new fibers. Um, takes about t- at minimum of 12 weeks, right? Interesting. Okay. So if, you, so if you're focusing on making some changes to kind of commit to that 12-week, three-month mark of, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what happens at yeah. that point. Exactly. Interesting. If you do it for two months and you say, I didn't see a change, I'll say, mm, wasn't long enough. <laughs> Hang on a little longer. Boy. Yeah. And then also I was thinking um, kind of what, what you're saying is, you know, a lot of times people they feel like, oh, I blew it. Like I had the donut and now it's over and I might as well just give up. But as you were explaining that process of making the choice, I also heard, you know, we get to learn from from the choices. It's almost like, okay, well, you had the donut. Well, what, how did you feel? What happened versus the other choices that you've been making and kind of learning as we go, right? Absolutely. And, and somebody will say, well, I had that, you know, donut and I felt fine the next day. And I said, yeah, you felt great. How about the next four days? Then what did you feel? And they go, 
Yeah, I didn't feel so good. I said, it was the donut. You have to watch it for four days. So if you go off the wagon for one day, you watch the next four days how you feel. Monitor that and see. You know, if you're going to do a whole week of it, I mean, it's going to be a problem. Right. So, but, you know, it, it's, uh, you shouldn't beat yourself up. But uh, I always tell people to log it down and write, right? Because they'll, they'll, they'll say, oh, I really blew it. I'm just like going off. And then when they actually look at it, they go, wow, it was only one day out of 12. Oh, that wasn't so bad. You know, you have to really see it because our memory is not as good as what, what is the actual. Yeah. So I say, if you, if you cheat, don't, because we always remember the negative. We don't remember mm -hmm. the other 12 days that we were good. We're going to remember that one day that we didn't get, do well. And then we say, oh, let's just give up. Yeah. And then if I say, and I said, give me the records. Let me see. I said, look at this. You have just one day in 12 days. Come on. That wasn't bad. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Forget about that one. Yeah. Because we like to remember the bad stuff, right? You're not going to yeah. remember. Nobody remembers feeling well until they were sick. And then after they're sick. Then you're like, gosh, it feels so good to feel normal, right? You know, nobody ever says, well, I feel great. Right. I like feel normal. It's like when you feel bad and then that come back. I always like that when I feel bad and then I come back, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what's normal. So glad to feel normal. Good. Yeah. It feels good. Right? Yeah. Wow. Man, there's, there's so much in what you just said. I, I love it. And I, I, I know I've read studies um, and research that's been done on, on food journaling what you were talking about. Right. So, um, it's, that's a huge tool to have in our toolbox. It sounds like even when it comes to making these changes for the sake of our gut health. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I have people, I mean, Oh my God, I would love to show you this. Cause this guy, he is phenomenal. He is so wonderful. I want everybody to be like this. Um, but it's nearly impossible. I have a, the people who actually do this and write things down and get it. Mm -hmm they do, they excel because they can see it. So yeah. here's an example. I don't think there's any identifying marks. So this is what he has done, right? So he writes down oh, wow. everything he eats. The only, the red things is where he cheated. Okay. You know, so he cheated a little bit, but he, look at, he doesn't have a perfect score, but he lost 13 pounds. And I don't know, he did it pretty rapidly in, in less than a month. Wow. And he wasn't, and we weren't trying to lose weight. But I was trying to clean out, fix something else. And I told him, you know, you're going to lose weight. And he was not a, a, a really big guy. But I said, you got a little bit of a gut. And he goes, oh, I'm fine. What do you mean I'm losing weight? I don't need to lose weight. I said, you're, you're going to lose weight. You're going to lose that belly. We're going to clean your gut up. You're going to feel so much better. His skin was all patchy and red. And he said, I'm going to the dermatologist. I'm going to have it lasered off. I said, why don't you just wait? Let's just clean your gut up for a second here. And so we cleaned his gut up. You know, his skin cleared up. His skin wasn't all blistery anymore. It was red. It was clear. His belly, he lost two inches. He goes, you told me I was going to lose weight. I thought you were crazy. I lost 13 pounds. I didn't need to lose weight, but I lost weight. He says, I look good. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I cleaned up your, your gut. He says, I've never felt better. Right? So. That's awesome. And yeah, like, like you said, he had some, um, I guess, the, like the red, the red but foods he, in there. He, but he was recording it. And then he'd come right. in and say, look at this, what I did this. I'm like, okay, so that's fine. I said, how'd you feel when, you know, we went through things and then, you know, I tested other things I do. I checked the sugars and things. And I said, you know, well, I said, on this day, you had this little red mark. I said, this one, I said, what were the numbers on this one? And he said, they were sky high. I said, this one you can't have again. 
like this red one. Okay, this one looked okay, right? So we would analyze it and I could discuss his food choices and say, okay, so this red one was bad, but it wasn't so bad. You can have that occasionally, but this red one, no good, right? So it, it just really helps. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. I think that that's going to be a big takeaway, I think, from this conversation too, is, is the value of tracking. Get some data so you can, yeah, remember what happened. <laughs> and also like, I, I, I have not heard before the four day, you know, if, like wait, like there's a little bit of a lag in how you, you know, your, your mood and your energy are going to, to react. So um, I think a, when it comes to memory, a lot of times we might be like, man, I don't feel good. I feel, you know, I'm feeling down. I'm feeling discouraged, anxious, whatever. And to think back four days, I would right. never connect it to that, you know, burger and fries or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, typically if somebody is um, not eating a really healthy diet, their transit time is slow. I mean, I think in, um, Back in the day, in the cave days or whatever, they forgot when they did the studies, but they did the, the Aborigines or wherever it was. Uh, I have to look at my numbers again, but I think that that was like, you know, like 36 hours compared to ours in the, the, in the urban setting, people are not eating well to 80 hours, right? Yeah. So the transit time of that, so it's going through the enzymatic pathways, got to be absorbed, got to be digested. And if they're unhealthy to begin with, their transit time is much longer. So yeah, yeah so that's why I, I say check yeah. four days ago. Wow. So, and we want to speed that up, you know, but I know when I'm healthier, transit time is going to be quicker. Things are going to be processing quicker. Yeah. So then sure. it, but you typically, I would say, I would check four days. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Cool. Thank you. Um, kind of last question. And, and we maybe already touched on this. Um, what for you, I mean, even as you're working with your, your clients and patients, what might be the most important recommendation that you would give to someone who's just starting out in this process of making healthier decisions? Okay. Well, you know, you just have to make one change at a time. Right. So, and people want to do everything all at once. All right. So, um, you know, if you want to, I, I, I think, you know, if we're just talking about eating, I think is was the, was the question in that, or just everything, just everything in general. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, pick one thing, one thing at a time. So let's just say you don't, so, okay, let me put it this way. There are four, my, I, I call it the four pillars. Okay. Right. These are the pillars of health your food choices, are they clean, you know, processed whole foods, got to have no pesticides, um, non-inflammatory foods. Okay. Foods, mood, you got to have laughter, joy. You got to find the aha moment, got to laugh, got to find the tickle of the funny bone once a day, at least once a day. And then move. You got to use your body. You don't have to exercise, but you got to get up. You got to move. You got to just, the body was meant to be used. I mean, they did a study in Africa and they found that the, um, that those people, they spent 10 hours sitting. Now they ate a good diet and that maybe, you know, people say, well, yeah, I didn't have any food. That's why they're skinny, but, but they actually ate a good diet and they're strong and they're lean, but they rested, they conserved energy, but they were picking up. They would have to go 
trudge down to the river to get the water, carry it back. They'd have to, you know, sit there and rest and tend to the fire, go get and then rest. And then they'd have to go get the goat that ran off and then sit down. Mm -hmm. So they're always conserving energy, but they were mo constantly moving, gathering the firewood, gathering their food, gathering. So it's just movement. They don't go and mm -hmm. exercise like we do. Right. So if you don't like to exercise, just use your body, move it. And I tell people, they go, oh, my ankle hurts. Oh, my knee hurts. And I go, guess what? You got the upper body. You can get cardio <laughs> just like this. Use your arms, right? So move. And then the last one is relaxation, repair, restore. Mm -hmm. That's meditation, sleep. If you don't sleep and you don't repair the body, if you don't get deep restorative sleep, you need that. So pick one. If you don't do all four, you can't start all four at once because it's too much. So my big thing is just pick one of the four that you're not doing and make that change and then slowly adjust it. So if you're a stressed out type A person and you're working, work, you work so much and you just don't ever, and you just go, go, go. And you like to go, go, go. I'd say, pick that one, learn how to right. slow down, yeah. learn how to get into the parasympathetic, learn how to rest and digest, do that one, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. just pick one of the four. That's my big, that's my, my tip. Okay. And you know, that, you know, just change one at a time. And once you get all four pillars, doing right, humming along, and then you still don't feel well, then that's when you need somebody like me or like you or somebody, you need a mentor, you need a coach. I, people call me the MD coach because I'll coach them along and tell them what, how, what to do and how to change that lifestyle. Because typically you go to your doctor and they go, guess what? Your numbers look really bad. You're pre-diabetic. You need to go lose some weight and then, and then come back and see me in three months. Right. And like, what, what do I do? But when they come to see me, I'll, I'll tell you what to do. We'll work on it together. And I'll give you the step-by-step -step of how of how to do it and what works for you. I, if, if I tell you what to do, it's, not, it's, it's your life. So it's a partnership. So everybody asks me, what's your program? I tell them, I don't have a program because it's personalized. It's, it's your life. It's what you want to do. And people say, I'm not giving that up. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's work around it. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's, let's find something else you will. Right. Yeah. Because it's, it's you and it's got to be sustainable for you. So the big thing is make one change and do it one slowly. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> Dr. Anita Wong. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I enjoy your work and I uh, love that you're sharing and helping people. So hopefully this helps everyone. There you have it. I want to thank Dr. Wong once again for being on the show here on the Begin Within podcast. If you would love to follow her work, get in touch with her uh, to learn more about functional wellness and um, even to book a free discovery consultation with her, you can do so at her website, anitawongmd.com. I will link to that in the show notes as well. So just a couple concepts that I want to pull out from that interview, um, which I know I personally really appreciated. Um, it, number one, that concept that I mentioned at the outset of um, how in many ways we are the parasite when it comes to what's going on inside our bodies, the unseen things. Um, we're outnumbered when it comes to uh, the uh, number of human cells compared to other cells that are in our bodies. And the simple fact that if we're going to um, operate 
optimally, if we're going to feel um, the best that we possibly can, then we need to honor the fact that there are decisions that we can make on a daily basis, things like movement, things like the types of things that we're eating, that will affect the way that those all those other cells <laughs> respond, which then have a bearing on how we're feeling and, and how we're looking and how we're feeling about how we're looking, right? So um, it's important that we understand how a little bit about how um, all those different cells operate together and affect affect us in our health and wellness. So um, we uh, definitely have a lot to learn. I know I do when it comes to the, the microbiome that we're talking about and um, the things that we can do to, to have it working and feeling optimally for us. And then I loved her four pillars of health that she talked about at the end. The one that surprised me was laughter. And her recommendation to have it once a day, how good it is for our health. So um, seek that out. Play. Have fun. Find a way to laugh. How important that is in our relationship, not only with ourselves, but with the people around us. And then finally, um, over and over again, she talked about the importance of tracking nutrition. Tracking what you're eating so that you can monitor how it affects how you are feeling. Maybe it's not something that you even do forever, but maybe just for a short amount of time because we forget. We forget the interaction of our mood, of our energy levels with the things that we've been consuming. When we keep track of it, even if it's just to write down what we ate, um, we can look back and see how those things have been impacting us. Once again, I want to thank you so much for your attention, your time, is one of your most valuable, if not your most valuable resource. And I'm so honored that you shared some of it with me today. I will talk to you again next week on the Begin Within podcast. If you are tired of feeling frustrated and disappointed with fitness and you're ready to get on the path to being the healthy person you want to be, just go to beginwithin.fit and click the Join Our Challenge button. We can't wait to support you in your fitness journey and help you to get the results you deserve.